Hey everyone, I'm Brendan Hill, and this is Forward Thinking, a podcast by Metagy. Each week, I talk to inspirational business owners, brands, and marketing experts to learn from their experiences on the front line and uncover what it takes to build a world-class business. Your network is your net worth. I've been thinking about this quote a lot since recording today's episode with my very special guest, Sam Mutimer. She's the founder of one of the first social media agencies, Think Tank Social. And let me tell you, I always love a good business origin story, and this is definitely one of the best that I've heard. So Sam was back in England playing a game of rugby, and she actually broke her leg with one of the first touches of the ball. But this experience was actually the tipping point for Sam in founding Think Tank Social. It's when she became aware of the true power of social media and how it plays a role in branding and business as a whole. Learning by doing has been a common theme with the guests that I've interviewed so far on the Forward Thinking podcast. And this is definitely one of the best examples. So Sam actually posted her injury on YouTube and she posted her cast space on her leg as advertising space for businesses to bid on. So naturally, it went viral, it was a big success, and Sam has never looked back from there. So in my conversation with Sam today, we cover a wide range of topics, including how not to get stuck on one platform. So you need to look where the audience is going. So while we do focus primarily today on LinkedIn, we also touch on TikTok, which is one of the biggest emerging social media platforms. We talk about how to use LinkedIn to get in front of people that you would never think possible. And I've actually used one of Sam's tactics since the recording of this podcast, and that is to actually use direct audio messages on LinkedIn. And I can tell you, it definitely works. And you'll find that everything we talk about today really does prove that your network is your net worth. Sam also tells the story of how she met her partner on LinkedIn. So the power of LinkedIn is a very versatile platform And could it potentially replace Tinder? You will have to listen to this episode to find out. So please enjoy this wide-ranging conversation with Sam Mutimer. Sam Mutimer, welcome to the show. Thanks, Brendan. Very excited to be here this morning. Well, very excited to talk to you and known you for a while now. And there's a lot of interesting stuff that I know our audience is going to get super value from. But first, I wanted to start off with the interesting story of how you actually founded Think Tank Social. Well, it is rather interesting. Thank goodness for injuries that lead into opportunities. To cut a long story short, I used to be a secondary school PE teacher. I used to play rugby for England. I loved Australia because I used to watch Neighbours and I fancied <laughs> Dr. Carl Kennedy. So I was itching to get over here and check out Ramsey Street. Anyway, made time to do it and came over to Australia and fell in love with Australia. But I um, hadn't seen mum and dad for a couple of years because I stayed here for a couple of years teaching and did some life coaching and went home. And my rugby team said, hey, Sam, we'd love you to play a game of rugby again. And I don't know if you know, Brendan, but most people would probably know, like when you play rugby, you have to be reasonably fit in terms Mm. of rugby fit, strong. 
and fast. Um, anyway, I thought, yeah, I've totally still got this. <laughs> Jumped onto the rugby pitch and I remember I got the ball within the first couple of seconds. I was powering towards the try line. I'm like, yeah, yeah man, I'm so on form. And uh, one of the girls came in from the side and slide, tackled me and snapped my leg in two, <sighs> which at the time actually wasn't that painful until right. afterwards. I think the shot kicked in. But it was the best thing that ever could have happened to me because mm. it kept me bed bound for uh, three months. I couldn't come back to Australia and I'd set up a bit of a lifestyle here. So I'd uh, had a couple of gin and tonics with my friends one day, <laughs> or evening, sorry, edit, delete, undo. And um, I'd heard of social media. I'd heard of social mm. media from a guy called Rob Hartnett. Um, I went to a small business uh, festival and he'd mentioned something about Twitter back in 2007, which is really wow. early on. Yeah. So I'd heard about it and I thought, what can I do with my broken leg? So I wanted businesses to bid for advertising space on my broken leg just to see if this social media world really had like any mm. impact. So we did a video, which we put on YouTube, which explained we wanted to put four business brands on my leg yeah. and the top bidders will go on there. And basically, I hope that the video would really go viral. I'd had a gut feel where there's people, there's opportunity, there's growth, there's money. And um, so it was really like my first idea to be able to get it out there. So I did the video. It was really bad, Brendan. <laughs> I look back now and I'm really cringe, um, yeah. but I keep it up there, of course, for the story. Yeah. But in terms of actually seeding it out, where can I seed it out? And of course, Twitter popped to my mind. So I'd reached out to people, which we probably now call influencers that had a bigger following and mm. that had an audience that I wanted to get in front of. And I just said, if you think this is a value, can you please share it with your audience? And um, I managed to luck in with Darren from the BBC back in 2008, who shared it. And off the back of that, more people shared it. So I woke up the next morning, 27,000 views wow. on my YouTube channel, which doesn't sound like much now, but back then it was pretty fast growth. Yeah. Had 6,000 Twitter followers, had people coming <laughs> in and bidding. And uh, I decided that I wanted to learn more about social media, like coming from a PE teacher background, love education, love helping mm. people get from A to B, um, love the psychology of online behavior and really studied it. And I found that people started to come to me for consultancy and advice. And wow. I'm like, I'm loving this. I love PE teaching, <laughs> but I love this even more. So, yeah. yeah, so back in 2008, we set up our first, well, I suppose it was an agency. We called it an agency, but it wasn't. It was just yeah. me and a mate yeah. and built it. And here wow. we are today in 2019 and wow. heading in a very same, same, but different direction to yeah. where we were back then. So can you tell me how Think Tank has evolved over the years? Yes, really looking at where the audience attention is and ensuring that we'll be able to communicate in meaningful ways to get them to do stuff. So back in 2008, oh my God, we were building like Facebook apps. We built a Facebook app for <laughs> Richmond Football Club to sell merchandise. Yeah. So very much in the dev space back then. Um, and then Foursquare came along, do you remember Foursquare? Yeah, yeah. Then we were looking at how we could get people to check in to raise the profile of restaurants. Then we decided, oh, we actually brought Priceline on board onto social media. Wow. Um, and that was so interesting around what resonates with the consumer. Mm. Um, and then from there, there was Vine. I mean, God, things change all the time, right? It's uh. like not getting stuck on a platform. It's really looking at where mm. the audience is going and then using that platform to gain traction. So yeah. here we are today in 2020, TikTok, LinkedIn, <laughs> Insta, uh. not so much Facebook in terms of the channels, mm. um, a lot of influencer marketing, lots more personal brands are growing now than ever before, whether it's professional athletes or CEOs, mm. even people coming out of their university career, building their brand to get their first job of choice. Wow. It's an interesting space. It's super interesting. What are you focusing on in 2020? I know that you're doing a lot of work with personal brands. Mm. You're doing some LinkedIn work. You're even working with the esports industry as well. Yeah, more so in the gaming space. Mm. Um, esports interests me, but I'm really looking at 
a broader view of the gamer, you know, right. the 13, 14 year old, 15 year old that plays Fortnite, like the psychology mm-hmm. of that individual. Um, and I really do see a massive space for brands to really start to enter into that market. I've been studying it now probably or watching it the last year and a half, just the mm. psychology. And there is a huge opportunity for a brand to be able to enter into the space, but I believe it's very different to entering into a different space that they're used to. It's a different market. Interesting. And what about, I know you're doing a bit of work with LinkedIn live streaming. Can you tell us a bit more about that? I haven't really dabbled in that area yet. Yeah. So well, actually Chris Smith from Big Esports, um, mm. he really infused and educated me to take more of a look into LinkedIn Live. Right. Um, he was running a series of sessions, which are a little bit like this, but live. Yeah. And it's a little bit clunky to start off with, but we really mm. saw right now, based on the fact that LinkedIn is so beautifully viral mm. um, and organic, should I say, that it was a good opportunity for personal brands such as CEOs to get interviewed on there to show that they're relatable, transparent, Mm. Um, and obviously that would link them back to the brand. And since Chris has been running those shows and other people have, um, and I've been bringing guests onto people's LinkedIn live shows, we've really started to see traction around the individual, which then links back to the brand Mm. and lots of questions coming in. The first month or two, it was a bit clunky and it's, it still is. And I know LinkedIn will totally work on that with the yeah. feedback. Yeah. But uh, yeah, in terms of the reach and the new audiences we're, we're attracting right now with our individual personal brands that we're mm. working with, it's a very easy space to work in. That's interesting. So if there's any early stage business owners listening right now, what steps do they take to kick a LinkedIn live streaming campaign off? You have to go through LinkedIn anyway and submit. Right. And they ask you questions like, have you done a live before? And send some examples through and so on and mm. so forth. And then they'll either approve you to do the live yeah, or not. <laughs> so there's right. a set of criteria, which I'm not 100% sure what that would be. Right, right. Early when it first got launched, it looked like there was a lot of people jumping on board, but yeah. now it seems to be a bit more slow in terms of the traction okay. and turnaround time to open up your LinkedIn live show. Yeah. But it's certainly something that you should keep pursuing. Yeah, It's probably the platform of my choice right now in terms right. of being able to get attention and actually start to bring some results very, very quickly mm. in terms of Think Tank and our growth over the last year, purely been through LinkedIn. Wow. I've been using it as a social selling tool, storytelling, reaching out to CEOs that I never would have been able to reach out to before because yeah. more and more people are now joining LinkedIn and mm. see the importance of it. Mm. Can you tell us a quick story of one of those CEOs that you've reached out to on LinkedIn and what's happened as a result of that? Yes, I can. The superannuation space, I'm really curious about it. How to engage members and employers, you know, through social channels, through storytelling. I looked across the board and I didn't really see super back then doing Mm. a good job. Um, And I think there was most massive opportunities. And I just thought I need to come in and showcase how they could better use social, making it relatable, be relatable to your members. You don't have Mm. to talk super all the time. And because of my enthusiasm and my passion, I suppose, to really enter into a space and show there to be opportunity, I reached out to a few CEOs um, on LinkedIn and did my due diligence and my research prior. I had to take a few times to really get, I suppose, an answer, but I didn't use LinkedIn premium. I'm I'm very much about hustling in the trenches by really not leveraging LinkedIn premium and being really, really creative around the words you can choose to use in a note section on LinkedIn which, by the way, you can only use on desktop at this stage. So right. on mobile, you can just connect but not add a note. But mm. this is 2019 December, by the way. It might change next year. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I went through and added a note and had a compelling reason why they should connect up with me, um, which they did. And then they didn't respond for a bit. So I went back and forth three or four times. I'm not going to take 
silence for an answer. Yeah. And then I, I think I said to him, this is a CEO of a super fund. You know, what, what would it take for me to grab 30 minutes of your time? And he came back and said, hey, Sam, sorry for, you know, being so slow in response. I'm in Melbourne, love to catch up. And now we're doing business with them. Wow. It just shows if you really want something bad enough, you'll always find a way to make mm, it happen. Um, yeah. And if you've got a compelling reason why they need to pay attention to you, then happy days. And LinkedIn is a very easy way to use that right now. Oh, there's one more thing as well on LinkedIn, which yep. I share with lots of people and they didn't know about it. The actual feature when you message using audio. So oh, using, really? Yeah. So I've been using it recently just because then you get a bit more of a sense of who, you know, yeah. who that person is, their tonality, how they come across. And lots of responses have come back, including Tony Nash from Booktopia, because I wanted to interview him. Wow. And he was like, wow, I didn't know that function existed. And <laughs> that caught my attention. Yeah. So how do you do that? Is that mobile only or is that desktop? As mobile well? only. Right. But and it's, it's, as you message, it's just got a microphone to the right. You just oh, hold the microphone down So just and a talk. direct message on LinkedIn. Yep. Oh, wow. So once you've got the connection in, yeah. as opposed to writing another note, mm. use audio. I'm going to do that Test today. and learn, yeah. test and learn. <laughs> and lastly, lastly, I've put the business cards aside. So I've said to a lot of the CEOs mm. we're working with in the personal branding space, stop giving out business cards. We need to start to scale your online reputation right now. Yeah. And um, let's do that through LinkedIn. So on LinkedIn, you've got a QR code. And so then when they're at events, they share the QR code and you scan the QR code immediately, then you're connected. Yeah. And usually that person that you're connected with doesn't know about the QR code. So then you've added yeah. value there too. Yeah. That's working really well. And I'm a QR code evangelist on LinkedIn as well. It's, <laughs> Love so, it, hey. Yeah, no, really good. One more on LinkedIn, sorry. <laughs> the other feature, it's all and in the room. It's called In the Room. Right. So, again, like a lot of um, athletes that we represent and CEOs that are out in their speaking gigs, they can actually say to people, all right, jump onto LinkedIn. So let's just say, I don't know, it's 50 in the room. Turn on anyone in the room feature. Everyone does. And then bing, 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 everyone oh, wow. in the room comes up and you can just connect. Nice, nice. So that's another one as well. And what does the flow look like after you add someone on LinkedIn? They might be, they're a warm <laughs> lead now. Mm -hmm. What do you do with them then? What does that journey look like? For me, it's, it's the romantic journey of <laughs> liking some of their posts, if they're mm. posting or sharing an article, making a comment, don't go straight in with, can we catch up? Yeah. I'm really starting to understand where they're heading, their vision. Mm. And then probably after five, six Seven weeks, I know it's a long time, yeah. but then I do have quite a few that I'm going through. Right. I'm really confident and certain of the value that we can bring them and then I'll reach out for a coffee. Okay. But it's really getting to know them at this stage. Yeah, no, that sounds interesting. Everyone is approachable, guys, on mm. LinkedIn, really. Even the upper tier. We're speaking with Jeremy Laliga, who is the commissioner of the NBL. And I reached out to him because I thought, this guy is incredible in terms of what he's done for the sport. Yeah. He's out on speaking circuit. I'm like, I need to find a way. I messaged him two years ago, yeah. year and a half, two years ago, and nothing, yeah. messaged him again, nothing. And then randomly, three weeks ago, he got back to me. <laughs> I'm like, right, straight in for a coffee. And, and hopefully there's now some opportunities yeah. to do business with him individually as well. Oh, amazing. And there are many uses for LinkedIn, Sam, and I know that you used it for a very special use case oh, recently. <laughs> well, actually, I was using it for prospecting and I'd reached out to this person because he was working at the brand and I wanted to work with. And we got chatting and I thought, this guy really knows his stuff and he was really interested to know more around where we could bring in social. Next minute, we have put up for a coffee. Next minute, we've gone out for a wine and some dinner. <laughs> Next minute, two and a half years later, here's my partner. Wow. So, LinkedIn is not a dating site. So no need for Tinder or any other dating apps, just straight to LinkedIn? <laughs> you got all the information on that person and more.
So one of the new social media platforms that you mentioned earlier was TikTok. Super interesting. I mean, they're from China. They have a really complex algorithm. I was doing a bit of reading about it before. I've had a bit of a play. It's a bit full on. Mm -hmm. What are your takes on TikTok? And is it going to be a major player in 2020 and beyond? At this stage, yes. I always look at the app downloads. I think it, it was number one last week. Wow. And there's more and more people piling on more than ever before. We work with Caroline Buchanan. She's a professional athlete. She's getting more followers now and very, very quickly getting the growth in that market um, around the content she's putting up there as opposed to Instagram and Facebook, which are a lot slower to get cut through. Wow. It just seems like there's a whole bunch of different ages on there, you know, from 13, 14 to old grannies wow. and everything in between. You just make really cool content and it puts the content creation back in the consumer's hands. Mm. And what are the best ways to get started on TikTok? Download it, watch <laughs> what other people are doing, notice yeah. what captures your attention and look at some content that you've got maybe on Insta stories that you could integrate in. So you can repurpose your existing Instagram content? Slightly. You have mm. to make it more for that channel. It's a lot more entertaining, that channel. Yeah. Right. Um, but look at some of the music that's trending. Mm. Isn't it that old road? I can't remember the song now. What's that? That old town road. Old town road. Yeah. That came from TikTok. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then it trended and then they launched it. Wow. I don't know what song you're talking okay. about. <laughs> we'll have to play the song. <laughs> so you've touched on storytelling a lot. It's obviously very important, very important for your brand and your company as well. How can early stage businesses start to tell their story? What steps do they take? Great question. Really understanding, obviously, the value of the business, what the business is, what it stands for, but also storytelling is really powerful through the individual. We've got to remember, like, people resonate with people, right? So if mm. you can storytell through your individual LinkedIn account and then associate it back to company and brand or through Instagram, same thing, more documentary style, just being yourself and really not having too much judgment about what people think. If you really know you've got a really rock solid product or service, mm. go out there and make some noise about it. I think a lot of people hold back, fear of judgment. But again, if you've got a good product and service, you know, go there because other people will and you've got yeah. to make some noise and valuable noise. So the other strategy that I'd recommend as well would be around your client or your customer, being, getting them to give the testimonial or how it's impacted their workflow on some level. So really getting curious about the impact that your service or products had on the end consumer as well. I mean, it's great what you're doing, Brendan, around podcasts. Get curious, start interviewing people, yeah. hear their stories and be relatable to your target market. Mm. Talk their language, get into their heads and build trust. Definitely, definitely. Circling back on the testimonials now, sometimes I find it hard to get testimonials from customers. Are there any certain ways that you're able to get these testimonials from these companies? Yeah, well, I just ask. Just ask? <laughs> so say, for example, I'm really focusing on building up my LinkedIn recommendations at the moment. Oh, yeah. So just after a, an event or a workshop, mm. I just say, look, you know, if you found it of value, I'm really looking to grow my recommendations at the moment. We want to build our brand further and I've just moved into a CEO position, whatever story you tell. Yeah. And most times they will happily say yes. We've just interviewed a whole bunch of real estate agents around what we've been doing with personal branding and to start off with, they're a bit hesitant, but I just said, you've got to put yourself out there as well, right? You're a real mm. estate agent and we've built your personal brand and you've received value and now it's time to be a bit uncomfortable, yeah. but we're going to support you through it and yeah. you're going to be able to grow through your content that you've given to us, which will put advertising spend behind that will then grow you. 
There's what, many different ways of doing it, obviously. Yeah. Why do you think people don't want to put themselves out there? Why are they uncomfortable? Because we live in Australia and we'll probably see drive for the end. <laughs> Is it something that you've found coming from the UK nah. to Australia? Nah, see, in the UK, you've got to put yourself out there because mm. it's a... What is it? The same amount of people in London than what there is in Australia, I think. Yeah, wow. Or close to. Yeah. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> but, so you have to make a noise, but you can't just make a noise. You have to make a really strong and compelling noise. Mm. And so when I came over here, I found it pretty easy to to grow quite quickly because yeah. I didn't really care too much about what people thought, mm. apart from what I thought and what I could bring to the table. Of course, I took on board feedback and tweaked yeah. and changed it. But if I didn't do it, someone else would be. So mm. you've got to be hungry for it. Let go of the judgment. That's <laughs> it. So going back to Think Tank Social, so you guys have evolved a lot over the last 10 years since you mm. founded. Can you talk a bit more about investing in your team? Because I know you have an amazing team now that you've built up over the years and how your business has evolved. Yeah, I wish I knew what I did today, but doesn't everyone 10 years on from <laughs> growing their company. Since I've been investing more into my team, my company has pretty much doubled. Wow. Back in 2009, 2010, I was very much hunting for the sale. Of course, that's all still important and more on profit results, but not really investing into my people. Just, I suppose I saw them as, well, you've got a job and you need to execute upon it. But now when I heard something from, I don't know what podcast it was, but someone who was running a company said they'd employed someone called head of heart as opposed to HR or chief head of heart. And I'm like, Mm. I bloody love that. And to scale any business, what I know now is you've got to invest in your people. So I brought someone in, like head of heart, who's oh. really nurturing my team. I'm working individually with my team on their personal brands. So what that means is they then are obviously talking on behalf of the company, but both, well, the two that I'm working with at the moment are going out there and getting opportunities as well and fulfilling their goals. But then that's bringing back more to think tank social. And whilst doing that, they're going through the process of understanding how I work with an individual to grow their personal brand. Right. So they're kind of training as well as executing and doing it's a win 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 yeah and that's really just really just see my team step up yeah that's awesome yeah so from the highs to the lows now what's one thing that you wish you were more of an expert on in marketing right now well i'm learning in the gaming and esports space like more around psychology and where that's heading and so i'm not there yet also i I don't know if i'd say marketing as a whole i'd want to be more of an expert on how to empower people. Yeah. So I heard this quote once, would you rather be a king or a maker of kings? Definitely when I first got started in business, I wanted to be a king and I was very ego driven. Now I want to be a maker of kings and I believe I am, but I'm really learning how to empower my team to step up and be a better leader. So that's the space I'm really focusing on now as opposed to marketing and new technologies. I'm aware of them and I always will be, but it's it's all about people Mm. for me right now. And what about your failures? Have you learned any big lessons from big failures over the last 10 years? Yeah, huge ones, actually. Don't move too quick. Right. Quick is bad. I grew another agency three years ago, um, managed to get some investment money in pretty quick. I was right. like, this is easy. Yeah. Um, but didn't do my due diligence on my investor. And unfortunately, that came to an end right. when the money dried out and I'd pulled a lot of money from Think Tank Social to be able to keep this other agency going. Wow. And um, Brendan, it was awful. I had to look at people in the eye and, you know, terminate their contracts effective immediately. And they'd bought mm. into my brand and my vision. And it was the biggest learning curve ever. Wow. But what it did give me, because my other agency started to really drop, was the fact that I know I can always turn an agency around. And mm. um, it gave me even more desire to win second time round. So from a bad situation like that, I've learned now that I, 
I move pretty slowly. I think I've heard a right. quote, um, look like you're a hare in a tortoise's body. I do my <laughs> due diligence. I'm a lot more open to understanding people's opinions, but then I'll make my own decisions based on that. Whereas in the past, I just was like, oh, that person's right. Let's go. They back mm. me. They believe in me. It's go time. Yeah. That was so 2007. Yeah, that's interesting. One of the interesting years of my life. <laughs> but now it's much better. Not 2007, 2017, sorry. And moving on to tools now, are there any tools that you use for marketing $100 or less that have made a big impact over the last couple of years? Not a massive impact, but Linktree has been pretty good for us in terms of being able to have a whole bunch of different campaigns and competitions going on, direct to website, and mm. um, LinkedIn bio on Instagram, and we've used it on LinkedIn as well. That's actually been really good in terms of being able to get traffic to the right places, yeah. especially for Instagram. Yeah, no, that's a great tool. And free to start off with, freemium premium. Yeah. <laughs> what else? Well, obviously, MetaG, brand there, very yeah. smart. <laughs> All of Sam's apps in the show notes that you guys can find at metag.com forward slash podcast. Can I just add one more, Brendan? You can. Pixaloop. So what it does, and so many people have asked me how I've done this to my content, mm. is, for example, let's just say you've got a background behind you of either waves or clouds. Right. It's like a cinemagraph. So it looks like the clouds are moving, but the picture's still. Right, right. It was, was that... $79 for the year, and it just has captured people's attention as they're scrolling through the newsfeed. Mm, so right. it just, yeah. Oh, check that one out too. Yep. Sounds interesting. And you mentioned that you had to do a lot of learning after you broke your leg and you started Think Tank. Was reading a big part of that? Did you read many books or do you have any books that you can recommend to the audience? Yeah, that's a really great question. I hated reading. I'm, I'm learning to enjoy it now more, but mm. I definitely listen to a lot more podcasts. But back then I was just surrounding myself with people that were doing better than me. Um, and that doesn't just have to be in business, that was in life. And just being mm. really curious as opposed to how they're propelling forward so quickly or what are some of the things that they've failed on that I could learn from. Yeah, I wasn't really reading books, but I was putting myself out there and going to events and speaking to people and going mm. out for coffees and learning from them. Probably over the last couple of years, I've now been reading a lot more. Yeah. Um, the Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck was a book that is quite controversial. I really got a lot out of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, just around the fact that you can't be happy all the time, and I used to think you could. Yeah. Just through a different way of me thinking, yeah. Yeah. And what podcasts are you listening to at the moment? Gary Vo, I listen to it all the time. Mm. But... The No Bullshit Leadership podcast, actually, by Martin Moore. Right. And the reason I'm listening to that is because he's a CEO that's been incredibly successful and now he's run his own podcast series. And he does sessions on leadership and change management and millennials. And I'm also listening to another one with Rob Hartnett. He's just launched a book called It's All Possible um, and has been in the leadership game for a long time. So all my podcasts are around people and leadership and human behavior at the moment. Yeah, awesome. And how do you use the learnings around human behavior in your everyday work? Since listening to some of those podcasts, I think even when I walk into Think Tank, I have a different demeanor about me. Right. Um, I'm very energetic and <laughs> all over the place, but walk in a lot calmer, um, mm. listen a lot more, right? Um, be interested, not interesting to people, mm. um, and ensure that everyone feels a part of a journey now as opposed to a role. This is how you, you, you as a team, because our hashtags one team are going to help us all to get to where we want to be next year. Yeah. And I've learned that from listening, but then taking action. And what is the end goal? The think tank? Yeah. Great question. <laughs> I've set it up like I'm going to sell it, of course, but mm. I don't know if I will or sell it just yet. Yeah. What I do know, and we had a conversation before the podcast, um, I know that we're so much more than an agency. We're mm. not just a social media agency anymore. 
And we've really started to grow out of that um, in terms of where we're heading. You know, it's people, it's partnerships, it's strategy, it's training, it's education, consultancy, advisory. Mm. The content production is important, but there's so much more to it that we can now provide. And I suppose it's your network is your net worth, right? Yeah. Got a good network now. Yeah. They're worth a lot of opportunities for the different brands we work with. So we bring a lot to that table now. So we're thinking we're more of a growth catalyst. I don't know, we haven't come up with the words. Yeah, that's Maybe exciting. you can help or some <laughs> of the listeners. <laughs> Very exciting. So Sam, just wanted to thank you again for providing so much value today on the podcast. You can find all of Sam's show notes at metagy.com forward slash podcast. But before I let you go, there's one last question that I like to ask every guest on the podcast. So Sam, are you ready for launch? So ready. So excited. Because you're on the first flight to Mars with oh. Elon Musk and the first settlers aboard the SpaceX Starship rocket. So what business do you start when you land on Mars and how would you market it to the new Martians? Oh, great question. Um, I would create a business that focused on educating everyone around self-awareness more. Right. So what's possible and a business that's... Yeah, personal development business, really, that then leads to professional development. So teaching people how to best communicate, which then mm. we will communicate to the Martians around the school that we're actually creating, which <laughs> is around making the Martians smarter, more self-aware, and helping them get what, what they want, and then we get what we want. Mm. So everyone's smarter and more caring and considerate of each other. Very good answer. Any name for this new venture? People first. <laughs> Mar Martians first. Oh, yeah, Martians first. Oopsie. <laughs> That's it. You're fired. <laughs> so once again, Sam, really appreciate your time today and the value you've dropped to the audience. Is there anything you'd like to say before we wrap up? And how can people find out more about Think Tank and, and uh, your journey as well? Cool. Well, I think there's one thing I need to say, and it is always to keep green and growing as opposed to right and rotting. You may think you've mm -hmm. nailed it. When you think you've nailed it, you've not nailed it because someone else will come and nail it more. Nice. And you can find us at thinktanksocial.com.au. If anything, guys, come and link up with me on LinkedIn. Yeah. If that would be my preference. Definitely check out the website and the company. But Sam mm. Utamar on LinkedIn. Let's get connected. I'm sure there's business on the table, both sides. And send Sam a LinkedIn audio message as well yeah. to get her attention. I know I'm going to be hitting that off later today <laughs> as well. So, Sam, thanks again. It's been fun. Thank you, Brendan. From Metagy, this is the Forward Thinking Podcast. I hope you got a lot of value and actionable tips from today's episode. If you like what you heard, you can help us out by leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app. If you know a business owner who needs help with their marketing, and I mean, don't we all know one of those guys, tell them to check us out. Never miss another episode by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. To find out more about Metagy and get a listener-exclusive three-month free trial, visit us at metagy.com forward slash podcast. You can also view all of the resources and tools mentioned in this episode at metagy.com forward slash podcast. And while you're there, why not listen to some other episodes and join the world's leading community of forward-thinking marketers. I'm Brendan Hill, your first business connection, and I'll catch you next week for another award-winning episode of the Forward Thinking Podcast.